Uh, hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Rena Ina DeVesa, who is an Alexander Technique student in New York City. She's done a number of uh, things in her life, job-wise. She's been a pastry chef, professor of French language and literature at Columbia and Fordham, um, and various other jobs, and she um, has been taking Alexander lessons for, I believe, about three years, and is planning is enrolling in a teacher training course in the Alexander Technique for this fall. Uh, Rena, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Robert. It's great to be talking with you today. It's good talking to you, too. Um, I think before we talk about your experiences with the technique, it might be very helpful for our listeners, if you could give your very brief uh, description of the technique. Oh, sure. Um, for me, it's a learned methodology that teaches self-management, both of the physical self and the mental self. Okay, that's very good. And it's, it is a teaching method. That is, we Alexander teachers um, teach people how to start looking after themselves, basically, in, mm. in an efficient way. Now, um, I know that your uh, your introduction to the technique, as it were, uh, was um, a kind of an unfortunate medical diagnosis. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. In fact, I've been only doing AT for two years. Okay. But what happened to me five and a half years ago was it, it was found by accident that I was walking around with a very severe spinal stenosis at the, the cervical spine. That's the whole neck. Mm -hmm. And I had to undergo a um, difficult neurosurgery called a laminoplasty. So now my entire cervical spine is being um, held in place, uh, opened up, as it were, Held held down by titanium clips and rods and stuff, so that my spine will ne never be crushed anymore. Um, so I was left with a lot of pain. Had a lot of physical therapy for a long time. The physical therapy would not help the pain. So two surgeons and a flutist friend of mine suggested that I do Alexander technique, which I had heard of as a musician uh, years ago, um, but didn't do it. So I started Alexander Technique lessons, and a month later, my pain went away. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I gained the inch in height that I had lost from the surgery. Mm -hmm. And oh, I'm only five feet tall, so that was major. So an extra inch, extra inch goes a long way. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, you. It, it sounds like you continued taking lessons beyond that initial. Yeah, uh, a month or two when when all sorts of very obvious changes occurred. Is that correct? Yeah. What happened when I started is that I, as well as the pain going away, my balance got better. I had balance issues from the surgery, and um, and so I kept feeling better. Um, and then I stopped for a while and started in again in September mm -hmm. uh, with Tom Vasiliadis. And I noticed all of a sudden that I had extreme well-being and I felt like my jangly nervous system of a lifetime was finally calming down. I, f I found myself smiling all the time and being um, kind of stress-free or stress-reduced, shall I say. 
Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, in difficult situations at work. Uh, I work at Apple Upper West Side, and it can be pretty intense over there mm-hmm. at times. Um, uh, so, so that really got me to thinking about uh, my lessons, and I kept thinking, gee, I am feeling so wonderful that maybe I should think about training because for me, this is a lifetime commitment. I feel so wonderful that I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. Um, I've been told by Tom and other people that when you teach, you actually work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So that says a lot to me. Um, so I, I did apply to um, ATNYC, um, run by John Nichols and Nanette Walsh, and I should be starting most likely in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a very good point that you mentioned about uh, how Alexander teachers work, that we we can only help people insofar as we, we're um, employing whatever processes that we're talking about in ourselves. We're not, we're not robots. I mean, we right. we not only demonstrate what we're teaching, but we use our hands. We use our hands to um, help guide students in, mm. into uh, unfamiliar to them unfamiliar relationships that would could be in many cases kind of tricky for them to do on their own at first but the the emphasis is always on uh getting people to start looking after themselves and oh, i absolutely. and i assume that you've during this two year period um have you had some strategies that you can bring to bear if you notice a little stress uh sneaking into your body yeah, yeah. I just um, go through various things. I think to myself that I should lengthen and widen. Mm-hmm. Um, I Before a stressful situation, such as an interview, I do whispered awes, okay. um, that kind of thing. And, and just to explain to our listeners, uh, the directions lengthen and widen are kind of classic Alexander Technique directions. And really what they're getting at is... Uh, getting you to let go of any narrowing and shortening that you might mm-hmm. have done. And the whispered ah is one of the very few examples in Alexander teaching of an actual kind of exercise. Mm. It's a very specific uh, process that's it's not like lifting weights or running kind of exercise. It's a, a, a little process that you can go through uh, that can... Uh, can help give you more ease and freedom. Um, oh, definitely. You yeah. know, I, as a flutist, I, I I had a lot of bad habits. Every instrument has its physical pitfall, shall I say. So I started studying again uh, with Keith Underwood, who's very big into Alexander Technique. He did a lot himself and also... Um, uh, does workshops with various Alexander teachers. Um, and he teaches sort of a way of setting up to play as a whispered awe. So I feel that as well as going for my regular AT lessons, I'm having AT lessons with flute, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I wonder also, um, have you have you been using what's termed constructive rest? In, oh, absolutely. In your, and again, just to explain briefly to our listeners, a constructive rest is uh, 
well, I, I wouldn't want to call it an exercise. It's really a, a position to put yourself in with some support under your head and knees elevated relative to your head. And it's a configuration that it just mechanically or biomechanically uh, encourages all the kinds of release that Alexander teachers want to help their students get. And it's a pretty accessible process, I should say. In other words, you don't really have to be taking Alexander lessons mm -hmm. to benefit from that. Have you ever had occasion to recommend that to people you know? Well, I do. I don't think they listen to me, and that sort of gets me upset. But I know that, that when <laughs> I come learn home... Learn to live with that if you're going to be a teacher of the <laughs> oh, technique, I'll tell you. I know, I know. Yeah. But when I come home from work, let's say, yeah, I've had a rough day, I do a constructive rest... And it energizes me. Yeah, yeah. It does. Right. Um, one thing I wanted to, to ask you specifically about, uh, you mentioned the surgery, mm -hmm. which uh, basically uh, kind of um, keeps, keeps uh, pressure off, off of the... Uh, off the nerves, right? That's yes. part of the idea there. Yes. But it also has the effect of reducing uh, mobility in your neck, right? Are Absolutely. You, I mean, uh, now, obviously, that was, from what you told me before in an earlier conversation, that was pretty crucial because the stenosis was sufficiently severe that it posed a real danger, right? Yeah, if I had fallen one more time, I could have been paralyzed. Right. Um, so my neck is fused. My entire neck is fused from right. the very base of the brain down to the end of the cervical spine. So, yeah, um, it's kind of my Achilles heel. I, the stuff that, you know, free up your neck and things like this. That's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you because yeah. in the Alexander world, um, one one of the things that Alexander teachers uh, focus tend to focus on a lot in teaching is the the nature of the relationship between your head and your neck and your mm -hmm. upper upper mm -hmm. torso and Alexander himself uh, referred to that area as a primary control of the rest of you and absolutely a lot of importance attached to that and um Typically, I think, when Alexander students or teachers talk about uh, encouraging freedom in their necks, they're thinking of, uh, to a certain extent, of internal freedom within the top seven vertebrae of your spine, your, your mm -hmm. neck. Now, in your case, um, that, that must mean something very different. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm finally getting it in a different way. By I, I, um, In lessons now, I think of keeping my shoulders away from my neck. Mm -hmm. And that sort of makes me keep my neck freer than it had been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so you're kind of working around around the neck like the lower part and perhaps you could might want to apply that kind of process to the top part of your neck as well i try yeah i try but it's a, a part of my body that is hard for me to feel right, right um right. so yeah it's it's kind of weird in fact i can turn my head one way all the way but not mm -hmm. the other way mm -hmm. and certainly if i put my chin down mm -hmm. toward my chest 
I mean, that's where I really find that I have uh, way less movement than I used to. Well, to me, it's it's fascinating that given that your neck doesn't even potentially have a lot of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, um, these the, the the technique brought about all these dramatic changes in a pretty, pretty short period of time and that's that to me is 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 quite astonishing um impressive. yeah Rob, it might, maybe not astonishing because i have seen it myself but impressive my physical therapist was shocked because what she tried to do in a year and a half or two years and could not accomplish with me um uh you know was accomplished in just one month or so of lessons yeah. Um yeah. so she was pretty surprised. It was shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was shocking that I gained my inch back in height too in such a short period of time. Right. Well, a gaining height is something that people do report although an inch is pretty dramatic. Yeah. Uh when I first started taking lessons, I I gained about 3 quarters of an inch in the first month, which I thought everyone did and in my case it was more to do with uh, excessive arching of my low back. Uh-huh. It was pretty clear to me that that's where the, the uh-huh. shift occurred. And I, for, for a while, thought that everyone gained really large amounts of height. But actually, typically, it's much smaller, maybe a quarter mm. of an inch, something right. like that. But uh, it's not, you know, it's not just the extra length; it's the, the whole, the freedom throughout your your body. So, th- did you find when when that happened? Um, and you went from the more compressed state to an inch higher. Did that affect your uh, clothing situation? No, not really. Um, <laughs> it affected mine big time. Did it really? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I had a. I was working in a, in a semi-organized uh, place, and I I did have to wear suits occasionally, and I they none of them fit anymore. Oh my. Yeah. So I, it was pretty dramatic. Well, I'm very petite, so I roll up my pants, so I roll oh, okay. up a little less now. <laughs> right, right. Is there anything else that you, in, in terms of um, uh, someone listening to this who, who may not have had any Alexander lessons, um, as a student of the technique, do you have, what would you say to somebody who uh, is possibly considering taking Alexander lessons, what would your advice be? Well, um, I would urge them to try um, a bunch of lessons, number one. Um, And also, if in an area like New York, um, to try different teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless they hit upon a teacher right away that they think is wonderful. But very often, it's good to see different um, styles of teaching. And different personalities, too. Um, and, and a teacher can be an excellent, wonderful teacher for some people and quite possibly not the best for others because always. It's, it isn't a science. You know, teaching the Alexander Technique is an art and different people have different stre- strengths. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, if you live somewhere like New York where there's a huge choice... I, I totally agree with you that it would be good to at least check out two or three in your area and yeah. maybe get the suggestions from people you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other things you'd like to say to a well, potential student? I would urge everybody to try um, 
Alexander technique um, to obtain a better sensory appreciation and for great quality of life. Um, and, you know, I just wish that more people would take my advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hopefully uh, some people have been positively influenced by by hearing of your experience. Um, this might be a good place to end our conversation, unless there's something you would like to add to what we've talked about. No, I think we've covered enough. Okay. Well, uh, my uh, guest today has been Rena Ina DeVesa, and she uh, is a, a student of the Alexander Technique in New York City. She is planning to, she is going to be uh, starting an Alexander teacher training program this fall. And uh, uh, Rena, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on the show, Robert.